think we're live. <laughs> God, this happens every time. We need to it work does. on this. All right. Glitches, so. glitches. Hello, and welcome to another episode of My Favorite Conservative. I am Edward. And I am Andrea, but I am not conservative. You're not? I am not. Huh. But he is my favorite conservative. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> A lot is happening in the world, including Israel declaring war after being attacked by Hamas. Now, that's a very new and fluid story, so we're going to hold off on commenting on it until we get a better picture. However, today we're going to stay in the U.S. because there was a huge story that unfolded this week in Washington. Edward, yeah. tell us what's going on. I would say the biggest story in, in of epic proportions is Kevin McCarthy uh, being ousted as the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Now, I mean, while other speakers throughout history have, you know, uh, actually stepped down after their party loses power, McCarthy is the first to be ousted through a vote of the full house in the middle of a congressional term. So yeah, it is historic. So, wow. Yeah, he was, if you remember, you know, McCarthy was elected this past January. I mean, not that long ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no, but it took four days and 15 ballots uh, for him to secure the speakership. And Don't you think that was a sign? That was a little sign. That's it's never a good sign. Uh, yeah, it's like herding cats, right? You know, they're <laughs> they're, they're everywhere. But uh, yeah, the reason it, it did take so long is because uh, a few members of what's known as the Freedom Caucus, which is a, a group of conservatives, I think there's about fifty of them now, uh, that were convinced that McCarthy, or, or they weren't convinced actually that McCarthy would actually back a conservative agenda of which he has said that he would, and they wanted some assurances that he would. So how and, and why did he get kicked out? Well, for him, unfortunately, <laughs> one of their demands uh, was that any single member of the House could offer what's called a privilege resolution declaring the office of Speaker vacant. Okay. Now, the word privileged is key in that because okay. that refers that and anything in the House that is determined to be privileged has precedence over regular House business, and it must, by their rules, be brought to a, uh, a vote on the floor. Okay, so I just want to make sure I understand this correctly. He made it incredibly easy. In fact, he agreed to make it easy to get fired. Yes. So, again, yeah. just want to make it clear for everybody and for myself Nancy Pelosi never would have done something like this. No, no. not in a million years. You know, as much as I disagree with the Democrat Party, uh, they fall in line immediately. There are very few outliers. And when there are, you know, in the past, they have had big majorities in Congress. So Nancy didn't need everybody all the time, although she did have a very slim majority uh, the last time that, that she was majority, uh, uh, Speaker of the House. And she held him in line. So, you know, kudos to Nancy. Yeah. Know, she knew how to, saying that too she often. I know, but she knew yeah. how to do it. Um, yeah. So, so how did he, like, who are these people that got him fired? Well, there was a group called the Gang of Eight. Okay. They always like gangs in, in the House and in the Senate. <laughs> so and it's, and basically the, the Gang of Eight, there eight Republicans along with all the House Democrats voted to uh, kick out McCarthy, which okay. is, is quite ironic because the Gang of Eight was actually upset with McCarthy because he was negotiating with Democrats on a continued re uh, continuing resolution to fund the government for 45 days. He said that he would not work with the Democrats in their minds. And so he actually, uh, or the, the Gang of Eight actually teamed up with Democrats themselves. You know, okay. Kind of interesting. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's why they said they were upset, but it, some of them had some very individual agendas. So who yeah. is the so-called gang of eight? Well, the I guess the unofficial leader is Matt Gates out of the uh, Florida. And I was actually reading a, a great article by Jennifer Oliver O'Connell at uh, redstate.com, really good writer there that really helped break it down. And she was talking about Matt Gates, and you know he's out of Pensacola, which is way up in the top part of the panhandle. Close to us. Florida. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he's kind of the bad boy of Congress because uh, he never seems to get along with anybody. And uh, yeah, I think everybody hates him. It's just some hate him a little bit less. Well, I want to shout out to the Ruthless podcast because they posited this theory that Matt Gates was upset with McCarthy for not shutting down the investigation against him against Matt. Yeah, he has he has a few uh, ethics investigations against him uh, that that are ongoing, and I guess he wanted them gone. And whether there's any you know personal animus in there, along with political, yeah, it's politics. Right? Well, and he's also trying to make a name for himself because there are rumors that he will run for governor. Correct? Yeah, there's you know, like Chuck Schumer, you don't want to get between Matt Gates and a camera. It's a very dangerous <laughs> spot, you know. Right? Yeah, he'll get run over and. Uh, Okay. Forbid, you know, know how I remember him. He just has this really big square head. Like he's got a big he does, head. He yeah, does. That's he how does. I remember Matt yeah. Gates. But you know, uh, in, in Matt's corner though, is he is supported, uh, has the backing of Donald Trump. So if he does decide to run for governor, uh, that's huge in Florida. No okay. doubt about that. Yeah. All right. Who's next in this uh, gang of eight? Well, you know, you, you let's go to Colorado. We've got Ken Buck, who is getting the moniker, the Liz Cheney of Colorado. Um, which is not a good moniker to have if you want to go anywhere in Republican politics. No, it's not. Yeah. Even I know what that means. But but for people outside the U.S. who might be watching or listening, what, what does it mean to be the Liz Cheney of Colorado? Liz Cheney uh, was a recent member of the House for a number of years who actually lost her reelection bid by the largest margin in U.S. history because all she would do is pretend to be a Republican and bash Republicans. So if you're in the self-bashing mode, you're a Liz Cheney Republican. So, uh, you know, the, the thing that upsets me with Ken Buck, though, is that recently, you know, there's a, a there's an impeachment inquiry going on in the House. And he has public, publicly come out many times and saying, I don't see enough evidence when there are, are just mounds of evidence to at least open an inquiry. And for him against to do that. Against whom? Against Joe Biden. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and for to do that, against your own party when obviously he hasn't even followed the issue or something because, you know, there are mounds of, of questions that need to be answered. And that's what an inquiry is for. So. All right. And uh, who is number three? Uh, I think the, the third most egregious on this would be <laughs> Matt Rosendale. Uh, he is out of Montana. Okay. Uh, and, and the problem with him that I have is that publicly he has said in the last midterms when Republicans were supposed to win by a huge margin, huge. And we only won by five votes. So only have a five seat majority. He actually prayed that the Republicans would not win a big majority because what that does is it gives individual members much more power. So, you know, if you're a speaker of the house and you have a 20 vote, 20 seat advantage, it's wow. not that big a deal. You can afford to lose a few. You can't when you only have a five seat majority. Okay. He's just in it for himself. It seems to be, uh, seems to be. Yeah. It's sad, but that's politics. Um, now I know there are a couple that you feel like were were 
pretty solid. Principled. Well, yeah. I, I think they were principled in their in their reasoning. You've got Andy Biggs out of Arizona, Eli Crane out of Arizona. Must be something in the water down there. But uh, uh, Tim Burchett also of Tennessee, Bob Good of Virginia. Uh, and then the last person is actually uh, the only female member of the gang, the gangsters. Lucky her. Nancy Mace mm-hmm. out of South Carolina. Um, she, in her recent run for Congress, uh, was a huge supporter of Kevin McCarthy. And Kevin McCarthy paid her back by putting millions into her uh, re-election camp- or her election campaign, of which she did win. And, you know, kind of... <laughs> Kind of, what, what are we, nine months later? She uh, stabbed him in the back. Yeah. I'm just going to say yeah, that she stabbed him in the back. There are a lot of Republicans that are very upset with Nancy Mace in that regard. I've got her on, on other issues that that, uh, that I don't like her stances on. But this, you know, it, it's whether all of a sudden she became principled or what, I don't know. So. Okay. So McCarthy is out. and He is out. Yeah. So, you know, we're at a point where either... You know, the Republicans are shooting themselves in the foot or they're taking a principled stand, depending on what side you come down on. Yeah, I have a third side. OK. <laughs> <laughs> the Republicans need I'm just saying, if you're listening, you need to get your shit together. Y'all need to get your shit together, Republicans, because the Democrats. What is that phrase you like to say? Democrats fall in love. Where Republicans fall in line, Democrats fall in love. But Republicans are not falling in line here. They're not. They're a hot well, mess. Well, that, that's actually more related to actual presidential succession. I so. don't care. It's a hot <laughs> mess. So, and and the Democrats are thrilled about this because it completely changes the narrative. You know, for weeks, yeah. everybody was talking about that Joe Biden was too old to run again, too senile, too sick. People were talking about how bad the economy it was, it still is. They were talking about how bad the border was. It still is. But now everybody's talking about this brouhaha or hullabaloo in the Republican Party. So, I mean, I, I think they only have themselves to blame. Well, first off, uh, let me commend you because usually you're Miss Potty Mouth and you used actually quite <laughs> nice terms there. <laughs> so, brouhaha and hullabaloo. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm shocked. Uh, but, well, yeah. let me say this about that. Okay. Um yeah, those things are now off the front page. Now, with this whole thing going on in the Middle East, they'd have been off the front page anyway. That was just kind of a side note. But right. those issues are still going to be there when this gets resolved. And there's still a long way till the election. No question about that. Joe Biden is not going to become younger, not younger, <laughs> not more mentally acute or Healthier. aware. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's the border is still going to be a what? shit show. Hot mess. Hot yes. mess. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The economy, you know, I That's think it's going to be show. even worse. So, yes. so there is, it's, it's not like we're, oh my gosh, you know, all these are, uh, issues are off the table forever. They're not. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, and, 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 you know, with Democrats, they always have the media come in and save them from themselves. They're not going to do that for Republicans. Oh, no, not, no, not no. going to happen. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, and what I found fascinating about this, when we first started talking about it earlier this week was. I know that in the U.S. it's president, vice president, and then speaker of the House. That's why this position is so important. But I'm not sure that I knew beyond that. And for our international viewers and listeners who may not be up on some of the nuances of our political system or other Americans like me who may not know beyond speaker of the House, 
Would you explain to us how our presidential succession works? Um, I just mentioned Speaker of the House is very important because that person is third in line. But can you walk us through like like for right now, like right. today and in present time? So, well, technically, he's second. That person is second in line. That's right. You got the vice president first. You've got the Speaker of the House second. However, that was not always the case. All right. It wasn't. Uh, back in all the way up until about 1866, there was a change up there. Are you ready for maybe a little quiz? I love quizzes, especially <laughs> when I have no idea what's going on or what it's about. But sure, let's go ahead. Yeah, yeah. well, let's 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 do this. Okay, so we've got what can you name? A vice president, that would be Kamala Harris, Democrat. Mm -hmm. a Speaker of the House. Currently vacant, uh, <laughs> but it will be a Republican. Republican. <laughs> yes. I don't know who's next. The next is actually the president pro tem of the Senate. Okay. And back before 1886, that person was actually took the was actually up ahead of the Speaker of the House, and the president pro tem is the basically not the Senate Majority Leader, but they're the person that takes over any logistical issues or whatnot when the vice president cannot preside over the Senate because the vice president presides over the Senate Got it. Okay. on all voting and things like that. The president pro tem is, has always been the Senator with the most seniority through history. That has been the president okay. pro tem of the Senate until the current one. And that the current one is Patty Murray out of Washington, okay. believe, Washington state. And she jumped ahead of, I don't know who it was, but the reason for that is. I don't know. She's a woman. So the oh. first woman, you know how Democrats have to have the first this, the first that. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Sorry. I think she's the first woman with gray hair, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my to, God. To, yeah. So we can put all that stuff in there. So yeah. Is that, so, so that's elective position, President Pro or. Yeah. Senate? I mean, it is. Yeah. It's. Or given... I'm not sure if there's an elective actual election in the or Senate for that, but for that yeah, it's okay. a designation that is usually for the most senior, but they broke the rules. Okay. So who would be next in line after Patty Murray? After that secretary of state. Oh, so that is a very important position. That's Antony Blinken. Now, if y'all remember uh, people that are old enough, when Reagan was shot in 1981 and I was a small child. Go ahead. <laughs> I was a big baby. Um, <laughs> Actually, Alexander Haig was the uh, was the Secretary of State at the time, and he went on television and said, "I am in charge here." Uh, You're not, no, yeah, which funny. caused a huge brouhaha. Oh, that, that, uh, yeah, and then he tried to back it up, saying, "Well, I'm just here in the White House right now. There's nobody else here, so I'm in charge." Man, no, it's still not the way it works. But yeah, so Al Haig, rest his soul. All right, so who is next under? We got Secretary of State. Right. Right. Then, so, so after those are kind of the most. So this is why the cabinet, cabinet positions are very important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This the, is the really president's cabinet fills out the rest of the success, line of succession, starting with the Secretary of the Treasury, which is Janet Yellen. Was that your. That's that's a pretty spot on impersonation. Impersonation. Yeah. If, if to, hear, to have Janet Yellen in line for the presidency. Okay. Good Lord have Who's mercy. After, but, after uh, then we go to defense which is right now Lloyd Austin, I believe, for a bit longer. I think he's re retiring. Okay. And then, God, thank goodness this person will never see the light of day on this. It's the Attorney General. Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland. 
-hmm. Yes. Uh, then what do we go to after that? Do you know? Uh, I no, I don't know okay. without cheating. All right, let's go. Okay, no cheating allowed. <laughs> then you've got the Secretary of the Interior, the Secretary of Agriculture, the Secretary of Commerce, the Secretary of Labor, Health and Human Services. Okay. Uh, housing and Urban Development, which is HUD. Uh, HUD. Yep. Okay. And then way down there is the Secretary of Transportation. Who is that? I do know who that is without cheating. That's uh, Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg, who's doing just a bang, bang up job. job yeah, right? let's, <laughs> let's hope the, the 12 people in front of him are stay very, very healthy. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, who else? And we get that? in now. Yeah, now we're down to the, you know, the bottom of the bowl here. We're getting uh, Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm, former governor of Michigan. The, uh, the Secretary of Education, which is Miguel Cardona. From California. Now, why are you giving all these other people their names? I mean, you just like you just went on by the others. You know, it's I because think people's they're Democrats. eyes are glazing over. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. <laughs> Secretary of Education, and then you know, as we get down to the final couple, that you've got the Secretary of Veterans Affairs. Okay, and finally, which is probably the newest addition to this, since this post only came about in 2001, is the Secretary of Homeland Security. So oh, okay. Imagine Alejandro Mayorkas being the president, just. I mean, he lies enough for Joe Biden. He, he could lie for himself, I guess. But, uh, you know, what, what's interesting, though, is there was actually a TV show on maybe a few years ago, 2016, I think, ran for a few seasons uh, called Designated Survivor. And it starred a guy named Kiefer Sutherland, who's a, a big television star here. Uh, he was portraying the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, HUD. And the premise of the show was that during the State of the Union speech, when every politician is in attendance, there has to be one cabinet member that stays away in a secure location in case. And that's true, happens. right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. Okay. true. The so premise of the show was true based on that. In the show, there was, I think, a nuclear attack during the State of the Union. He was thrust into that role as president. So to go from HUD to president, you know, we can after just, everybody else has died. Yeah, it can lead to some interesting stuff. Now, Got to tell the audience here that that uh, in full disclosure mode, this beautiful woman to? here sitting next Aww, to me, uh, Andrea, <laughs> was a, an actress in Hollywood for many, many years. I was. And Kiefer's huge breakout show was a show called 24 mm -hmm. uh, back, what, 15 years ago or so? Uh, 2001. 2001. Okay. Yep. And he was starred as Jack Bauer, this badass and uh, with a counterterrorism team. Andrea was actually on the show with him for a couple of seasons, right? I was. I was on the show for seasons two and three and got to know Keeper really well. Yeah. Oh, and once again, the ear <laughs> thing falls out. It's like every show. You every have show. small ears. I, I do. I do Get actually have ears. small ears. Okay. Yeah. Um, what were you saying about? Oh, so yeah, Kiefer, uh, I, I Great guy. Good. I have nothing but good things to say about Keeper. All right. Shout um, out to Kiefer. Uh, although I never did see Designated Survivor. Oops. so. Sorry. Didn't see it. Yeah. Not Maybe that's why it lasted three seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's all because of me. Because yeah. I didn't watch the show. Yep. Uh, so let's get back to where we started. Okay. Who the heck is going to be the next Speaker of the House? Well, it's going to be a two-person race. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be between Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. Um, Steve Scalise is from Louisiana. Jim Jordan from Ohio. Uh, Scalise is currently the House Majority Leader, which is the position directly under Speaker of the House. So the logical choice. 
the logical let's move them up as you know like the pez okay. dispenser right you get rid of one here's <laughs> another one <laughs> it's a right? great analogy yeah, put the head it's back here's another one yeah so but there's a big but it's steve scalise well scalise you know if, if people know him unfortunately from he was the person that was most injured in the uh congressional baseball practice when the that Bernie uh, Sanders supporter came with a rifle and started mm -hmm. shooting up the field. He went through tremendous rehab to get back and whatnot. A, a truly great story. Um, yeah. So, you know, he is also, unfortunately, uh, fighting a form of blood cancer right now. So, you know, obviously we wish him and his family well with that. So, so he, he might not be the, he's, he's the logical choice, but might not be the obvious choice because of his current health yeah, I, I would say that would, should certainly play into it. He's, you know, you got to have your health. Right. No matter so, how much power, if you don't have your health. So who's next? That would be Jim Jordan. Um, I'm a big fan of Jim Jordan, I have to admit. Uh, he is the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee right now. Uh, he is one of the people that is leading the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. Uh, to me, he is a true conservative um, and not afraid to say so. The only downside I have with Jim Jordan is he speaks very quickly. He's just boom, That's boom, boom. Your he, downside. Can, he can knock out the facts so, so fast. But, you know, it's funny because Jim Jordan, you know, if we talked earlier about the House Freedom Caucus was the group that basically kicked Kevin McCarthy out, you know, Jim Jordan was actually one of the founding members of the, uh, of the Freedom Caucus. I think it had eight members when it first started. There's that eight again, another gang of eight. Did that kind of replace the Tea Party? Tea Party, yeah. yeah Tea okay, Party kind of fizzled out and we went straight with with the uh with the freedom caucus it's been going strong ever since so okay yeah and um i i've heard that there's been an endorsement of jim jordan besides yours well there was another person that was mentioned and actually was brought to the floor uh and that was wait uh, it was brought to the floor yes that uh in a move that president former president donald john trump should become speaker of the house <laughs> Um, now he, he has endorsed Jim Jordan. He has. Yes. He, yes. at first, I think he, that was my leading question. I think <laughs> Trump kind of teased a little bit that, you know, yeah, I could do that. Now, how many indictments is he facing right now? <laughs> I don't know. But, but what, what I found interesting about this is that you don't have to be a member of the house to become the speaker of the house. That is correct. Okay. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. The, the constitution of these United States what? said, the house set, shall select their leader. That's, That's it. it. One line, boom. That's so, it. So there's could just, be anybody. Could be anybody. Yeah. But it is more most likely going to be either Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise. Yeah. Yeah. Trump has has thrown his weight behind Jim Jordan on this. So we will see how uh, see how this plays out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Before we get to our last segment, I just want to apologize to our viewers that we just keep stumbling when we go live. So. Next week, we're not even going to do the countdown. We'll just go live. And um, we can see your messages on YouTube and Facebook. I thought we could see uh, the messages from LinkedIn. So if you're watching this in real time and you want to give us uh, a shout out, please let us know because we will respond to your comment, feature your comment. Um, and it's okay if you don't agree with us. That's totally fine. So we have one more segment to go. And this is a segment, this is Edward's segment where I don't know ahead of time what it's <laughs> going to be about. Like I, he gives me a little hint, but I actually don't know the details. So um, let me tee it up for you, Edward. We've got our segment this week in Woke. So what's going on this week in Woke? Well, last week we were in the city of brotherly love. That's Philadelphia. right, Philadelphia. 
We're going completely different. We're going okay. to Sin City. Ooh, oh, yeah. We're that's going where I had Vegas. my 50th birthday party. Going to Vegas. You did. Yeah, I yes, did. You did. I heard all about it. Yes. Um, he was not invited. <laughs> <laughs> now, a, a shout out, a hat tip to the, the College Fix, which is a great website that shows ridiculousness on college campuses. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So we should put a link to them in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So basically, the whole gist of this story is you can no longer use the word picnic. Wait, like picnic, you go outside, you eat, there are ants? Yeah, ants, bugs. Whatnot. Okay. Yes. Please yes. tell us why. Well, let's let me give you the the news brief here. Please the, help me out. A scheduled picnic, <laughs> picnic sponsored by the University of Nevada Las Vegas Law School's Environmental Law Society has been renamed Lunch by the Lake due to diversity and inclusion concerns. Now, according to a memo obtained by the libs of TikTok, God bless them. They are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll put a link to yeah. the show notes as well. The law group informed members that the word picnic has historical and offensive connotations and apologized for any harm or discomforts caused by its use. Really? Mm -hmm. Are you serious? Yeah, this goes back to what they're concerned about with slavery, that I think somebody had a sandwich at when somebody was being lynched back in the day, obviously. Let's go back to the origins of the word picnic. And, it, and by the way, yeah. our cat's going to be joining the show. We apologize <laughs> for any noise she's making in the background. So. Yeah, picnic, originally a 17th century French word, picnique. Picnique. Uh, and the meaning is very similar to today's, and it's a social gathering where attendees bring a share of the food. The French picure may have referred to a leisurely style of eating, like Pick picking at your, at your food. food. Yes, okay. picnic. I like so, it. You know, it, this has nothing to do with, with lynching. I mean, even a guy named David Pilgrim, which I love the guy's last name. He is the curator of the Jim Crow Museum of Racist Memorabilia. I that's cannot believe actually a thing. that's a place. That's and a we're thing. not going to put yeah. that link in the show notes. <laughs> he said it's possible someone used the word picnic to refer to lynchings. But we know for a fact is that is not where the word picnic came from. So, you know, really, I mean, you know, for me, so now every word in the English language cannot be used if someone anywhere in the world may have used it when slavery may have been present. I mean, really? Is okay. That, is is that, there more to this? Well, you know, I, I looked a little further in the announcement and okay. they, they had a, a little section on carpooling and it said, you know, if you're looking to, for a ride or offering one, we're including a carpooling section on the sign up sheet. Okay, what's wrong with that? Sign up sheet. Yes. Really? What is Those it? Bastards. Honey. KKK. Hello. Oh, okay. They were this, sheets. This is you extrapolating, right? I this am. is not yeah. what was actually. I mean, okay, okay. How 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 far do we want to take this? Okay, right. Keep I going. Mean, you know, how can any good leftist wannabe lawyer be involved in anything that involves sheets? Uh, sheets, so, even though we all sleep on them. But continue. Yeah, well, the I mean. So what are we going to say now? Maybe they should have used a sign-up paper instead. Well, wait. You know, back when slaves were sold, they actually wrote their names down on paper. So I can't use the word paper. So, you know, basically what I'm saying, people grow a spine for crying out loud. Stop the nonsense. And before you start sending us, you know, hateful comments, actually, hateful comments are welcome here. Because we'll take any comments because it means believe you're watching and listening. In free speech we do yes yeah before you, you you get all worked up just remember you know we fought a civil war 
158 years ago to abolish slavery in this country. And all those Jim Crow laws that the South used against blacks from the end of the Civil War through the 1960s were brought to you by the Southern Democrats. So you have them to thank for it. That is the end of my rant. Thank Are you, you sure? Because that was quite the rant. Yes, now I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that that's a good point that, that people forget that the Democratic Party was the party of slavery. It was the Southern oh, Democrats. It, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think people sort of forget that. And it's not that parties can't change and people can't change. Um, but you touched on something else that and our cat is crawling through the microphone. I just have to share with people who are listening and can't see this. And we'll do our best to cut out the noise, but she's insisting on being part of the show. So she's she's registered. She's a registered independent like me. Um, I, I wanted to say, to go with your rant, that the reason we're doing the show, um, in addition to the fact that we love working together and have fun, and is because we do believe in free speech. And I was sad when I saw how many relationships absolutely fell apart when Trump was elected. And, and I'm talking about marriages. I'm talking about friendships. I'm talking about families who stopped yeah. speaking to other family members. And I don't understand that. I have very strong views. A lot of my views are very different from Edwards. And, and it was something that we addressed on our very first date, which, which go back to season one, I forget which episode. Um, we, we talked about that moment for me when I realized that who he was or who he is as a person is more important to me than what his views are. And, and so we just, the show is about encouraging free speech banning censorship. We don't expect that you're going to agree with us all the time. And we hope you don't, you know, we really do. And then I want to address one more sort of tech thing is that I was convinced we would be able to see your comments today. So if you did comment in real time, I apologize. Supposedly we can see YouTube and Facebook. I'm not so sure about LinkedIn. So we are working on it. Be patient uh, with us. Anything else before I wrap up our close here, Edward? Anything else to add? Well, I actually do the show and I'll continue to do the show until everybody in the country agrees with me. So, Oh my God. See where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can just punch him right now. I'm just going to punch him. Yeah. I, I sincerely believed uh, I won't go into why, but tomorrow's a very special day for me, like a special day of the year. And it's a good reminder for me that I feel like we have so much more in common as people than we do differences. And, and so I would just, um, remind all of you to just take a breath and, and remember that you don't have to agree with the other person and you don't have to sway them to your side. Um, you can just agree to disagree. It yeah. sounds kind of simple. Just be nice. Be to nice. Somebody. Treat them how, you know, you would want to be treated, you know, depending on your views, it doesn't matter. I mean, well, really. I do I disagree with you on treat them how you'd want to be treated, but that's for another show. Thank you. Okay. All right. So thank you for joining us today and for dealing with our weird technical difficulties, please follow us on all social media platforms. We're either my favorite conservative or on, on the Twitter. Is it the Twitter or X, whatever Twitter X or my um, And please join us live on most Sundays, especially next Sunday. We will be here at 10 AM uh, Pacific standard time, 1 PM Eastern standard time. If you are listening to the podcast, which drops the next day on Mondays, please be sure to rate review and subscribe to our podcast 
It's available wherever you're listening right now. You can support our show by joining our Locals community as soon as Rumble syncs our YouTube channel. So Rumble, if you're out there, please sync our YouTube channel so we can create our Locals community and invite everybody in to disagree with each other. Learn more, follow us on myfavoriteconservative.show. That's myfavoriteconservative.show. And we hope to see you next Sunday live at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Bye-bye.